Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Below the Fold, where some of the best content is just a scroll away. Let me throw down some introductions. We've got Brandon Hassler, founder and CEO of Market Campus. What's up, my man? What's up, Brandon? Not much. I was listening to last week's podcast this morning, and I realized how much I just absolutely hate my voice. I sound like I'm handicapped. So we it all, took 50 episodes. For it just really hit me this morning. It was just cringeworthy. I'm going to cringe when I listen to this very sentence. Is this 50? No. Well, we I don't know. It, it depends on how you're counting. I guess what's not including half episodes and what has been published. What episode is this? Is that there 50? were three half shows uh-huh and there are 51 episodes aired okay so i think we that would what so this is two? like 48 then yeah 48 or 49 i don't know why we we don't count half half shows because they're halvesies they would <laughs> count for at least 0. 0.5 right all right which would put us at like 49 i think okay anyway uh so that's brandon thank you brandon paxton gray director of marketing operations at 97th floor What's up, man? What's up, Paxton? I think I need a new title. You need a new title that's yeah. easier to remember? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the deal is there. Sorry about that. And I am Jacob Perry, director. <laughs> <laughs> and I am Jacob Perry, digital marketing manager at Vivint Smart Home. I think you need a new title, too. Yeah, I need a new title, too. Uh, all right, so a couple housekeeping items. This is the final episode of season two. We're going to be off the air for a few weeks as we plan out season three, and we're coming back with a bang. Big bang. Big bang. Any other thoughts on that? Do we give any highlights or sneak peeks into what we're thinking? No, there's going to be a lot of changes. We're still meeting every week, but it's to work on next season in particular. So we're investing more in the next season than we've ever invested in the show before. I'm pretty excited about the changes. I think kind of hit our stride. We all feel comfortable on the mic. Except Brandon, apparently, right. <laughs> who now has yeah. a complex about his voice. I might be hiring someone to speak for me. But we're going to kick a up the content. Speaker. I think the content's going to get better. Content is definitely going to get season. better, for sure. So, last week, we had the first presidential debate. Yes. Was that la- Wait, was that last week? Oh, because it airs on Monday. <laughs> Yeah, so we record on Thursday, so it was actually just a few days ago, but by the time this airs, it'll be last week. So last week, the presidential debate happened, the first one between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Rumble in the jungle. That's right. So this episode is going to be our presidential debate episode. Our topics are going to cover digital marketing and presidential candidacy. Politics. Politics. Digital marketing and politics, specifically as it relates to the first presidential debate of 2016. So to start this off, we're going to talk about the best tweets of the night. So specifically with brands. So we're not talking about individual tweets, which there were many, probably thousands of very funny ones. I know that memes were a huge thing on Monday night and Tuesday. But in this specific segment, we're going to be talking about the best tweets of the night tweeted out by brands. Who wants to start? Brandon, I know you got some. Um, well, I technically don't have any, although I do have ideas. So I, I watched the debate. <laughs> I did not. So I told these guys like two days ago. I was like, all right, guys, listen, I'm, I'm going to be asking this specific <laughs> question. Come up with some tweets. And then I think Paxton, 
You don't technically have any tweets either, do you? Um, I don't have tweets, but I have something that I think is better. <laughs> so well, why wouldn't you have said that two days ago and then we could have changed the segment a little bit? Because I want to make it a surprise. All right. Sounds good. Brandon, go for it. I watched the de- I watched the debate, but I did not participate or follow much on Twitter. Hence why I don't really know of any brands that took off. I could pull up a Mashable article and... Look at some what contributors. I, I watched the last 30 minutes of the debate. And <laughs> That's it? Yeah. I didn't, I didn't even, no, I, I took my kids to Corn Bellies, okay? So, Good father yeah. there. I, I would much rather spend time with my children than... Than care about your country. Than listen to... <laughs> oh, is that... That's that's the litmus test. <laughs> you have to watch the debates in order to care about the future of this company. I mean, this country. The idea I did have, though, was... Uh, obvious, the, one of the big things that a lot of uh, people on social media were talking about was Trump having a case of the sniffles. And if you do not remember what that sounded like, I have a sound clip here for yeah. you. So there were plenty of tweets about the sniffling. Yes. I don't know of any brands that tweeted it out, but there were definitely Kleenex should have. Brennan, uh, where I was it. going with this. Oh. Let me play a clip for those Let's who have it. not heard it. Let's hear it. Going to Mexico, so many hundreds and hundreds of companies are doing this. We cannot let in that our country needs. Our country's in deep trouble. We did what they're doing. They're taking our to go. They have a vat in a different system with effective agreement. So lots of sniffles. Uh, I forget. I think it was uh, who was the Democrat? Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton. No, that tweeted out was it Howard Stern. No. Uh, he ran for president. Howard the Duck? Howard no. Dean. Uh, is that who it is? Howard Dean? And he uh, suggested that Donald Trump was a Coke user. Oh, I, didn't, I don't know. I've uh, never heard of Howard Dean. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that would have been smart for Kleenex to do. Yeah, I was looking at Kleenex. Like I was looking at like Dayquil, like all of these companies that have anything to do with a cold or sniffles. Also, if you guys watch the end, for some reason, I was just like watching Hillary Clinton because I was imagining what it would be like to have that level of fame and to have everyone watch every single action. And at the end, when she was shaking people's hands, she used her left hand, grabbed her nose in kind of an awkward way and uh, kind of wriggled it around and then started shaking everyone with their right hand. And I watched her left hand the whole time. And it was like, she was like, (laughs) she kept rubbing it. Like she was flicking off a booger or something. (laughs) This is after it was over. Like when everyone was coming up on stage, uh shaking everyone's hands down the audience and stuff like that. And I was surprised that that wasn't pulled out. Yeah, so it seems like everybody had a kind of a case of the something in the nose that time. <laughs> yep. Every, all two of them. So I want to talk about how Brand used the debate. BarkBox, monthly subscription service for dog owners. Uh, they said, uh, there's a, it's, they tweeted out, this is a, so this, I guess this is actually a tweet, uh, big old fat dog just lying on his dog bed, and it says, breaking, we found the 400-pound hacker, and he is indeed sitting on a bed. Debate in 2016. So they shared a picture of a big dog. Big fat dog asleep. There you go. That's not very funny. Uh, I think it's pretty funny in that it makes fun of Trump's visualization of a 400-pound hacker (laughs) sitting in his basement. It is true that that was a weird thing for Trump to say. (laughs) So in my opinion, the best tweets went to Merriam-Webster, the dictionary. Wait, can I guess? Well, there were a few. Braggadocious? Yeah, yeah, braggadocious. Braggadocious? That was a good word. I like that one. Uh, braggadocio is the word that Merriam-Webster was. Uh, so he said braggadocious. 
And Merriam-Webster said he was trying for braggadocio, the annoying or exaggerated talk of someone who is trying to sound very proud or brave. Is braggadocious not a word? Uh, I don't know about braggadocious, but braggadocio is. Hmm. According to dictionary.com, braggadocious oh, is yeah. a word. You're right. Good, good .is. While braggadocious is a real adjective, it is used, uh, its use has declined since the 19th century. Yeah, I think the, the odd part was just that he used a word that people don't use. But it is a word. So that's the word yeah. this year, last year, or last election. It was uh, malarkey from Joe Biden. If you remember oh, that. I'm surprised. I thought it was going to be Mitt Romney. It sounds like something he would say. Malarkey? <laughs> that's a bunch of malarkey. Yeah, that's an old word. Uh, another There's tweet also from Merriam-Webster. Uh, what is it? Pack of deplorables or something like that? Oh, uh, what is that? Gang of deplorables. Basket. Of Basket of deplorables. deplorables. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not sure, but it seems like Merriam-Webster is a little bit lefty because most of their crap was oh, targeting yeah. trump sure. as is everything on the internet yeah seriously <laughs> quote stamina is climbing in lookups also spiking temperament so wait if, are they just taking doing like a word cloud of the I, I imagine they have they always rank number one for definition words i'm sure that they have analytics showing which words people are looking up on their website Oh, and they're I, saying that stamina is climbing in lookups on their website and also spiking oh, his temperament. I thought you were saying those two words were used the most, like, uh, abnormally high during the, the debate. But you're saying it's people who type those words into no, that's, search. No, that's just my assumption because oh. they, they are the ones who are uh -huh. tweeting it out. Uh, and then the one that I think got the most tweets, yeah, and retweets. Oh, no. Braggadocio was the number one, but the one that I saw that led me to this was bigly it's big league yeah so it's big league is that right big, yeah, league. big league like yeah so everyone thought league, he was saying big, big league. league and Miriam webster twice out bigly is a word though not what trump said yeah he said big league big league yeah, yeah. but everyone was like giving him crap for saying bigly or something yeah. like that I, he's used that before and bef like he i i, I could tell he was a little bit more clear this time because when he very first said it, everyone thought it even sounded like Bigly. Like, oh man, this is a lost. She lost Bigly here. But and then you realize, oh, it's Big League, which is still an odd. I, I was full gonna, of yeah, odd phrases. I, I was going to say, I was like, in in what context is he saying <laughs> Big League? Well, you could use it in that same sentence, Brandon. Just use it in like she lost Big League. It, it would be like yeah, yeah, she yeah. lost huge, <laughs> but but weird, weird for sure. <laughs> All right. I did ask my students on Monday. So the day we had class before the debate, and at the very beginning of class, I told all of them that you have one hour to think of some way that your company has to take advantage of all the attention on the debate tonight. Uh, and it doesn't matter. So, we, I mean, we had someone who runs a car dealership, a camera technology for babies, like pharmaceutical software, all sorts of things. And they had one hour basically to come up with any idea. Budget, time was not a factor in it. It's just think of anything. There were some interesting ones. One of them is a, a smart, it's a technology company that you guys heard of Outlet before, the yep. baby sock yep. monitoring. Yeah, based here in Provo, I think. So yeah, they're right here in Provo. And his company, he's based out of uh, Ogden area. They have camera technology that does all of what Outlet does and more. No sock needed. It uses a camera to analyze heartbeat and all that stuff. 
So his idea was to somehow track the heartbeat and whatnot of the candidates and even have like a live, I guess he actually contacted the committee to see if they could use their technology and uh, they did not hear back, but it was worth a shot. So he's already been thinking of that stuff. And then a uh, car dealership. Using it as kind of like a human lie detector? Well, just it'd be interesting just to kind of see like, you know, at what moments in the debate was a certain candidate's heartbeat higher than the other. Yeah, that would be interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of examining the facial stuff, which I know some news channels have done before. But the point of the thing or point of the game was essentially just to think outside the box. Yeah. Like, how do we take advantage of that attention? But uh, and then they asked Market Campus, what would Market Campus do? And I haven't really thought about that much. I would probably do something basic, even something like uh, it's just a landing page that pulls from Twitter's API and you get a live view of how many times the word Trump is mentioned on Twitter and how many times Clinton or Hillary Clinton is mentioned. And if you could have it, so it actually detects like Nate, because Trump, I'm sure, is going to get his name is going to be out there more. Uh, So it'd be cool if it could classify it as like how many negative Trump tweets, negative Clinton tweets, positive, positive. I'm sure it's possible. I don't have the development skills to do that. But if Market Campus were to have to throw something together and I had access to a developer, probably be something simple like that. Um. But yeah, that was a... Uh, that is an interesting you, conversation. It was inspired because of what you said last week. I'm like, I'm sure we're going to be talking about this, so maybe I could snag some ideas. Every, every company should think of how they can leverage the big things going on in the world. Yep. And and the presidential debate being one of uh, the, the most viewed, getting Super Bowl numbers, everyone should be thinking, how can I leverage this opportunity? And Kleenex, DayQuil, whatever, they just lost out. Honestly, I think... All you social media people who, like, that's your career, I think that's where the value is, is having your finger on the pulse of modern society and pop culture and knowing how your brand can fit in with whatever's going on within that pop culture. In terms of just, like, scheduling tweets and doing Facebook posts and that kind of stuff, you know, it's like whatever, but social media experts should know exactly what's going on within pop culture and, and be able to fit their stuff within that. It is tougher with politics, though. Like the Super Bowl, you know, it's the Super Bowl. It's entertainment, whereas politics for many can be emotional and whatnot. So I could see a lot of brands being weary of, uh, which I could see how it makes it tougher. Like, obviously, you still want to take advantage of it. But there's always a, a good middle ground, especially this election, when even people that support both parties don't really like either of them. So the middle ground would be, hey, both these people suck. And you'd be pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely ways you can take advantage. So Jacob has a good question. I do have a good question. What is it? The brands. Oh, yeah. So if you were to compare... No, how did I word the question? What brand... What brand would Donald Trump be and what brand... That would Hillary, Hillary, yeah. Hillary, Hillary, Hillary Clinton if they be, were a brand. If they were a brand. Oh, yeah. That's how it was. If Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton were a brand, which brand would they be? Now, technically, Donald Trump is a brand, yeah. but I'm assuming you're not wanting Trump International as my answer. Hey, man, you can give whatever answer <laughs> you want. Let the listeners decide how creative you I are. I think I have the best answer. 
So Interesting. do you want me to go first? I like that. No, last? I want Paxton to go first. Let's go first, Paxton. All right. Hillary Hillary Clinton is Facebook because she is more polished, uh popular, and uh really sneaky. And uh on the face of it seems super honest and nice or whatever, but on the back end you realize like how sneaky she is. Uh, but she's good at protecting that. Um, Except over 2 billion people love Facebook. I don't think that's true. Maybe 2 billion people use Facebook. <laughs> but I don't think 2 billion people, people love Facebook. Whatever. Uh, Trump is Samsung. They are both kind of bumbling idiots. And their entire business model is based off of unsavory business practices that are legal and work. But... People hate doing business with them. Bam. Hmm. All right, Brandon. Beat that. Beat so that. for Donald Trump, I also chose Samsung. What? what? Uh, no way. You just changed last minute. Different reasons, though. My reasons for that Trump. That is so interesting. My reasons for Trump being Samsung. A Samsung devices appear to be really high quality on the outside, but once you get your hands on one, you feel like you got screwed. Cheap hardware, crap, and bloated OS. And at any time, your Samsung device could explode. And that was one of the uh, big selling points. That's hilarious. Uh, I like that. For Hillary Clinton, I also went social with uh, Paxton. I did not do Facebook, though. I chose Dust, formerly known as CyberDust. The platform is focused around erasing messages. Now, you might ask, why would you not just choose Snapchat so more people could relate? That's exactly why I didn't choose (laughs) Snapchat. Snapchat is cool and hip, and Dust, formerly CyberDust. See, dust. that's why Facebook is good, because Facebook is not cool and hip. It's like your grandma's social media platform. I don't know. Dust has a hard time being accepted in society, and Hillary is struggling with the same. And, uh, yeah, it's all about those erasing messages there. So those are my two answers. That's hilarious. My turn. Yep. I chose, for Donald Trump, Exxon. Because they're a billion-dollar company— And it doesn't matter how much crap they put in the ocean or around the world. It doesn't matter how much they screw up. They're still extremely successful and people still do business with them. Fair enough. That's good. All right. For Hillary Clinton, I chose coin. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I chose coin because... All talk, no action. Jacob has a personal (laughs) history with coin. That's right. So uh, one of the biggest things that came to mind was... Uh, they're dishonest, and their emails piss people off. Yeah. What yeah. makes Coin dishonest? Out of curiosity, was it just the release date? Yeah. Uh, they're they're very they're not transparent whatsoever. I I think they try to be transparent. They try to to give you the perception of transparency with their their update emails, but all their update emails. They're just like, we're working on it. Yeah, they were too over. No, it was more than that. It was, we're ready. We're ready to ship. This ship date is coming up. And then the ship date came and went. And then they came out and tried to apologize and gave new expectations. They just really suck at managing expectations, which is another factor when choosing Hillary Clinton as a similar brand. Uh, Managing expectations. But it was mostly for the emails because their emails, they stopped sending them because – and they had to shut down their comments section on the webpage because of how uh, how much crap they were getting. Yeah. I pre-ordered a Karma Go, 
which is just a hot spot, but it's um, kind of you prepay for a certain amount of data and then it stays on your account forever until you use it. Uh, I like the idea and uh, I ordered it in December, a pre-order or whatever. And it, it didn't ship until the next December. And so I spent that basically whole year looking on their message board, reading updates or whatever. So that's it's better than coin because I got it within a year. But I think how long did it take you? Was it two years? Something. Something like that. And, uh, oh, another thing that another uh, factor is that coin only works like 80% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped uh, using it and I was supposed to get a free 2.0 version. And I, ha- I haven't even seen that. Yeah. So did you hear talking about, um, well, did you hear that or read that article about Reddit and 4chan kind of amassing people to go skew online polls about who won the debate? No. So who would you say won the debate? I would say mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton. Who would you say? I would say Clinton. Yeah. And it was like, it was a pretty good defeat, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, like, she she trounced him. Whether or not you agree with either one, but, like, I think in terms of just the, that debate in a capsule, she, I think she she pretty much trounced him. And yet Donald Trump is winning, at, at, like, on almost every online poll is destroying Hillary Clinton. I didn't see that. I uh-uh. saw on today Hillary Clinton had over 50% and Donald only had, like, 20-something percent. So what, what poll was that? I'm not though? sure. It was just in passing that I saw it. I, I didn't listen or anything. Are you but, talking about like election polls or the d- no the debate, debate polls? The okay. debate, yeah. So so CNN did a poll where they went out and polled people that had seen the debate and were registered to vote, and Hillary Clinton won that poll by a lot. But uh, Fox News and uh, Forbes and or maybe it was Fortune or I can't remember. They had online polls where people could just go online and say whatever they wanted. And all every online poll that was just open to people, Trump destroyed. And then the uh, people did some digging into the uh, R uh, Trump subreddit, and uh, basically them and and people on 4chan were just gathering people who could just manipulate the system and make it look like Trump destroyed uh, that debate. And it's influencing a lot of people that think, like that think America thinks Trump won. Yeah. And that's so. I, what I wanted to bring up on the podcast, and I've been trying to find, was an audio clip that we recorded of an early episode. It was like episode number four or something like that, where we talked about politics and digital marketing. Um, and I said it was way back when but Donald Trump had just barely announced his candidacy. And I said, there's absolutely no way Donald Trump's going to win. It's definitely going to be Bush. Uh, and then it's definitely going to be Hillary. Hillary's going to destroy Bernie Sanders. And then Hillary's gonna going to win by a landslide. Um, I stand by the Hillary's going to win like a landslide. I think the none of us have a pulse on what America thinks. I don't think anybody in America really has a pulse on that. But the media is it's to their advantage to make everyone believe that it's neck and neck. So if Hillary were actually ahead by eighty percent, uh, they would favor coverage of polls that put trump either tied with hillary or even trump ahead because in a lot of people that would instill panic which generates views and clicks uh and, and uh, people tuning in so i still You're think saying people, people would panic if they saw that trump was losing by so much i think no i think people would panic if they saw trump was winning I like my personal belief, and again, I already admitted I don't have my pulse on the finger of society. But I think obviously Jeb was long gone. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Low energy jab. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the majority of Americans would rather Hillary win over Trump. I think the majority of Americans don't like either of them. But I think uh, most people, a lot of people would be freaked out if Trump won. And so... Are you one of those people? Yeah, I am. So you, is this a biased opinion because totally. you want Hillary to win? Uh, no, I'm just, it's just my prediction I'm putting out there on the waves so that we can go back when Trump wins and just look at how much of an idiot I am. <laughs> yeah. But While I, we're on I the think topic I, of inaccurate... Um, wait, going back real quick. Guesses. Obama and Romney. Look at the media coverage. It, we were led to believe that it was like neck and neck the entire time. And then as soon as the polls started rolling and they called that election in like three hours. They weren't even close. No, it wasn't. But we Romney were led lost to believe by, that was... by by more than uh, who was the guy in uh, 2012 or 2008 who ran uh, McCain. 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 McCain yeah. beat out Romney's numbers, right? Which blows my mind totally. And so I think that's what we're looking in that kind of situation here, where we're led to believe it's closer than it actually will end up being. But what if it's the other way? What if it's Trump who has the landslide? Then my prediction is completely wrong. And the media all of a sudden grew a conscience, and they're like, "We can't show these numbers. <laughs> we don't. We can't be responsible for the rioting." Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's my prediction. What do were you, you think, saying? Do you think Gary Johnson will have an opportunity to debate? No, it'd be cool. That would be cool. Okay, talking about polls. Yeah. Have you guys ever used Google Consumer Surveys? No. Have you heard of them? Nope. I have heard of them. So I may have used. Google them. has created a platform that allows you to survey people you can target them and you create surveys and it's done through it's it has kind of a ppc element because you bid and uh you create your survey and then you get it out there and depending on how much you're willing to pay per response it gets ahead of other surveys mm-hmm. that are out there mm-hmm. well i did a survey this week did you i did i i got a free 50 dollar uh coupon code so i didn't pay anything and I asked one question. What was that question? And the question is, which presidential candidate do you think has the better online marketing strategy? Hmm. And I did not do any targeting. I did general population, men, women, between the ages of 18 and up. Okay. And what's cool about this platform is it will send these surveys out, and it'll bring in the responses, and then it has an analytics platform. So you can break it down. You can see... What the responses were overall, you can you can break it up by male, female. I can look at age groups 18 to 24, 25 to 34, go through there. I can uh, break down the geography. So like right now it's all throughout the U.S., but then I could separate it by state and just enter in like Utah, for example, and it shows uh, and it breaks it up. So I will say this. I ordered 500 responses, uh, but I've only gotten 109 so the survey is not over. Uh, I would not say that this is statistically relevant, but still it's fun. How long has it been running? It, I, I, I was, I, I, best practice is to give it 24 hours, uh-huh. and I was going to do it yesterday, and I forgot, so I did it uh, first thing this morning. Okay, so in, in less than a day, you have 100 responses. I have less than a day, but what, what it seems like is most of the responses come in in the morning because it looks like ever since the business day ended, I haven't gotten any responses. Does it tell you how many... Responses you need to be statistically relevant for that population? Uh, it doesn't, I don't think, so I don't have a lot of experience on this, but it does not, I don't think it tells me how many I need, but I think it will tell me that I have enough when I do. Okay. If that makes any sense. So uh, do you want us to guess? 
Uh, yeah, we can guess, but then I can break it up just a little bit to have a little bit more fun. So, like I said, we can break it down by state or region. Uh, we can break it up by urban areas, suburban areas, rural areas. We can break up uh, inferred income. Mm-hmm. We won't do that because I don't think there's a lot of data in there and it wasn't really populating. But let's let's do it this way. Between males and uh, – let's go males, okay? Sorry, I've got to uh, – Delete the filters here. Okay. Between males, only males. So only the males who responded, and that's 73, so it's a majority. 73 men were surveyed. Who has the better online marketing strategy between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump? What do you think that Trump? they said? Trump. I'm going to agree. It was Hillary Clinton. Wow. 52 to 48. Okay. They're they're pretty close on on all categories. What about female? Uh, well, my instinct is to say Hillary. Uh, yeah, I'm Hillary, say Hillary, Hillary by, by a like, lot, a lot more. Yeah. It's, uh, 56.4 to 43. I feel um, like the problem with these questions, like any political questions like this, it's who do you, pre- people are just favor? going to vote for their favorite candidate. Like yeah, who won the which, debate? Which is Trump telling me because debate. my original, so I went through a few questions. I was going to ask, who do you think won the debate and then go that way. And then I was going to ask, uh, who are you voting for? To get like an idea of, of maybe like to Paxton's point, if the media is showing one thing, I could get a separate, yeah, you know, idea yeah, yeah. Of, of what's going on there. The problem is when you get more than one question, uh, the cost of the survey goes at right. like 10 times as expensive. So I wanted to get as many responses as I could. So I just did the one question and I thought this is relevant to digital marketing and I thought it would be fun anyway. Uh, anyway, so that's male, female. Now, now I'm grouping the two together, blended between male and female, ages 18 to 24, men and women. Now I'm just going to go with Hillary. Yeah. Trump. Really? Trump wins. 53 to 46. Trump wins between 18 and 24. Now, if you leave the 18 to 24 and you just go to male, 60% say Trump, 40% say Hillary. If you take out male and you put female, it completely flips. That age group, 18 to 24, uh-huh. 66.7 to 33.3%. So men and women are more polarized as they're young when they get younger. Yeah, so, and, and so before they get older. instead of taking like a ton of time to go through this, that age group is the only group that has Donald Trump winning. The All the other men, age groups. 18 to 24. It doesn't matter. You put in, yeah, men and men and women, it doesn't matter. Blended, it still has okay. Trump ahead. Okay. So you take out you you put men and women eighteen to twenty four and Trump wins by kind of a lot. Right. But then you go to any other age group, and Hillary wins. So if we assumed that people were just picking their favorite candidate, and if we assumed that this were these were enough responses to be statistically relevant, which they are not, they're not. My theory is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but your totally, theory actually. also relies on them actually going out to the polls and voting, totally. which most will not. It does. That's true. Totally. So, so another interesting fact is, one, the younger age group typically has a better understanding of what online marketing is, right? Yeah. So what's interesting is the older you get in this specific poll, the more Hillary wins, which is telling mostly because they're, the older you get, the less likely you know what yeah. that question is even really asking. I will say... Uh, I would rather see Hillary win, but I would probably have answered Trump on this poll. So this I will say this. I, I had 
you guys know that Optimizely has been working directly with Hillary's campaign. Yeah, no, I've yeah, not yeah. Heard that. they did. They did Obama's too. So uh, it was one of their main executives. He went in and his main goal was to reduce the friction in donating. So instead of four steps, he took it down to two steps and the amount of donations that they got skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I would say Hillary Clinton. I hate Hillary Clinton. Between the two, I think I'm leaning Trump. Ugh. Not that I like Trump, Ugh. but uh, for whatever reason. That's... You think Hillary does the has the better marketing strategy online? I will online say, Trump? A, a, yeah, I do. in terms of the debate, that was a smart move. The whole like go to HillaryClinton.com and and look at fact checks or whatever. Like yeah, it was an interest. I don't think anybody really did, or many people did, or people who would have been swayed either way did. I'll also say but this: Don- good Donald creative. Trump's site uh, broke during the debate. He he didn't have. Oh really? Yeah, his servers crashed because he didn't have enough bandwidth to handle all the traffic coming in. So my vote Looks- leans towards Trump, and I think the reason I lean that way is he's very good. Like, you cannot turn on the TV without the word Trump being somewhere at the bottom of the screen. And he's just good at always keeping the attention on himself. I agree. But and that's he knows not, that's that not, negative, that's not positive. Online. That's not online marketing. But it all stems from his Twitter feed. His Twitter feed is, yeah. is his most powerful marketing tool. You're he's right. He has, a, he has a better Twitter game. Yeah. But. I didn't ask who has the better Twitter game. I asked who has the better but online he's marketing that, strategy. That Twitter game is a huge portion of the strategy, and I think that you're right. Like, like I'm trying to think, uh, like when you think Donald Trump and the internet, you think, oh, he goes, he's like the Kanye West of politicians. Yeah. He just goes nuts on Twitter. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like anything notable that Hillary Clinton. Like, there's the emails. That's like you think of that, but nothing to do with. Whereas Trump is known for his social media game and i can't think i'm sure like their websites are optimized so i suppose if you do that better i'm not surprised like bernie had uh, i think bernie sanders had the best website out of all the candidates yeah there were some some people who did analyses on on, trump i think has the worst websites and it was funny because in his speeches he always kept saying like people come up and they want to give me money i say you know i'm self-funding i don't want it and then you go to his website and there's like ginormous donate now yeah buttons uh that didn't help but yeah, Hillary has a, a much more optimized website, and you can tell, but it also helps because she has majority of the tech industry behind her, so she gets lots of specialty help. Yeah, yep. So before we move on, there's just one more interesting thing that I pulled out of this poll, and that is the urban density portion. So if you look at urban versus suburban versus rural, it's it's really interesting. So I'm going to say rural. Trump. No, start with urban. Hillary. Urban and rural. <laughs> rural. I, that's the rural. one I always struggle with is Trump. And then uh, what was the other one? City? Suburbs? No. Uh, urban, suburban, and rural. Oh, okay. Urban is going to be Clinton. The other one's Trump. Okay. So urban, uh, Hillary Clinton, by far, 60 to 40 has the yeah. win. Suburban, Trump, 50. 51 to 48. About rural. And then rural, Trump big time. Ah, 70 yeah. to 30. That's exactly how I picture it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's not surprising, though. That's how I think the voting is going to turn out, too. You think that the uh, rural folks are going to come out to oh, vote? Oh, yeah, I think so. I think that's Trump's biggest advantage is for the first time he's pulling out 
all of these people in the Midwest who probably never care to vote, but he's got this unique audience behind him. Hillary, I think, is more popular if you were to ask every single American. But the problem is, is most of those are millennials and many of them are not going to turn out and vote. Yeah, yeah that's the problem is a lot. Most of the Trump supporters are just super pissed off and people that probably like all the ones that might not have voted last election are definitely going to vote this election because they're so pissed off. So Trump did get some praise for this debate for one tactic that was very covert. It wasn't overt in the way that he did it. And the analysis was around Hillary Clinton and her need for African-Americans to come out and vote for her Mm -hmm. because African-Americans typically vote Democratic. Yeah. And uh, I'd have to go back and read this and I don't want to take a ton of time, but basically it was what he was trying to do because he knows that he is not going to win the African-American vote. So what he did was he's trying to pose to communicate to the African-Americans that, uh, yeah, she's got, she's got the african Again, he didn't say this overtly. He's trying to give them a sense that Hillary Clinton has the African-American vote, no doubt, so that they feel they comfortable not going to the polls. Interesting. So go back and, and look that up. Uh, I don't remember the exact details because the, the author was actually pulling things out specific, but the main message was, his strategy was, I'm not going to get the, the African-Americans, so I'm going to try and get them to stay home without yeah. actually saying that. I think that people find themselves reaching a lot for how intelligent Trump is, and I don't think he possesses the capability of putting together a strategy like that. Yeah, uh, I think neither well, he handed it. He has, he has a whole team of people who put these strategies together I don't together think for him. his entire team, the <laughs> team that wrote that... Uh, uh, produce the hat, make uh, Mexico great again also, uh, is capable of putting together a strategy even half as complex as the one you just laid out. I don't think it would be that big of a deal. I think I just think they're a team of numbskulls. Really? All of them. They can't be if they've gotten this far in the in the campaign. They can they can be numbskulls. They're numbskulls vote like put in put there by numbskulls. No way, dude. Yeah, man. No way. No, you can't. Most you of can't America get there. are numbskulls. I get that. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be in that echelon of of politics and have numbskulls as your as your campaign managers. You Did, can't. He, th- th- what about Trump's last campaign manager that he fired? What about him? He was a numbskull. Why? For everything that he did, like he was destroying Trump's campaign, and that's he, why he was fired. Yet he got Trump to where he was. I don't know, man. I think he's on his what third campaign manager right now, which is not surprising. He treats it like the apprentice, which is why I'm not surprised, which is awesome. Yeah. Switching it up all the time. I just feel like people keep saying things like, you know, Trump's way smarter than he appears. Like he went to Wharton and he's I think he's he's just way smarter than he appears because he appears like an idiot. I think he's as, (laughs) as much of an idiot as he appears. I don't think he's any smarter than. Then he, sh- you know, then he looks. No way. That doesn't make any sense. Why? Because of I don't think far- it's as hard as it seems. To what? Become a what billionaire? his competition was. Yeah, honestly, to become a billionaire. Yeah. What do you mean his, competition? his, his competition was a Bush man? They're like the they're like dude Jeb Bush man. Jeb Bush. That guy was out first. That was he was the lowest competition of all of them. All if I'm anything, saying is Rubio was his highest competition. Rubio. Come on. <laughs> I loved Rubio. He was my first pick favorite, but he was still, he's just a little baby. Marco. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's his name. 
<laughs> anyway, but I'm saying. Have you guys looked up Google Trends on the candidates? I did. I actually looked at it before my class when I was going over those questions, and I loved one of the interactives they did around YouTube. I don't know if you saw that one. Oh, but it I was might, a I visual have. map, and it showed like basically it started on a timeline like November of last year, and it just moves through the months, and it just shows blue or red about how many in the country are watching either like pro videos about Trump, like Trump, you know, videos that he put out or packs and whatnot, and then Clinton. And it's just super interesting. For the most part, Trump has just dominated the map in terms of more people watch Trump videos than Clinton videos. Yeah. YouTube in general. Yeah. Yeah. So he also dominates trends uh, and has, I mean, Hillary Clinton is catching up in the last uh, two to three months, but uh, going back to, uh, June of 2015, Trump has just dominated the trends, which is, isn't necessarily saying anything, but it, it is interesting when you look at trends and then you look at uh, who wins elections. It'd be interesting to see, especially like the McCain era, because this data goes back that far, McCain and Obama, what the trends were at that time, and then Obama and uh, Romney, what the trends were at that time. If we had more time, I would do that. Uh, last thing I want to do here is look at um, Uber Suggest. You guys ever do that? Just type in the candidate's name and see what comes up for their specific auto suggests. I have not. Let me do it right now. So Donald Trump, keyword, the biggest ones that come up, so, you know, the auto-suggest without uh, putting it in alphabetical order is Donald Trump Twitter, Donald Trump net worth, Donald Trump wife, news, age, daughter, polls, junior, and memes. <laughs> none of them, well, I shouldn't say none of them. Most of them have nothing to do with the election. Whereas with Hillary Clinton, the first one, VP, Hillary Clinton VP, why are they looking that up? Oh, they want to know who Hillary Clinton's VP yeah. is. Okay. Then age, then Twitter, then memes, then Hillary Clinton young. What does that even mean? Her net worth, polls, Hillary Clinton movie, and Hillary Clinton campaign. That's interesting. Hmm. Hmm. But then you break it down by alphabetical and it, it gets pretty interesting too. Hillary Clinton accomplishments, approval ratings. Well, it'll be interesting to see how uh, companies take advantage of the next debate, which for those listening, that'll be tomorrow, the vice presidential uh, No one's going to watch that crap. Yeah. <laughs> no one watches that. When's the next presidential one? I think it's October 11th. I'm not. And then the third one is in Las It's October Vegas. 9th. Ah. Yep. UNLV. Wait, Wait that's... Sorry. The UNLV third is the one third is UNLV, one, right? Right? Yeah. All right. So that is our presidential finale debate campaign episode and finale you won't hear from us for a few weeks but don't worry we're still around we'll be back right before the election to catch you up that's right if you want to reach out you can hit us up on twitter our handle is at below the fold io you can also go to our website below the fold.io there's a form at the bottom of the page which allows you to submit topic ideas and um, any other feedback you want to give us. If you've enjoyed this episode or this season, please rate us on iTunes. It helps out a lot. And until next season, we'll catch you below the fold.